Oh, I got all the time in the world. I don't need to worry about that now. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait to start having fun, to start enjoying my life until I retire, right? Yeah. Sure, you have all that time. Unless, of course, you don't. Let's talk. Wow. How old are you? Man, how'd that happen? Here you are. You were, look back, you were, you were 17, 18, 15, 14. You're thinking about all kinds of things, all kinds of amazing things you're going to do. And now you're, you're what? You're 50. You've been married 12 years, 15 years, 20 years. The clock is not stopping. I mean, that is definitely the truth. And like everyone around you that's 20 years older than you, guess what? It's going to happen to you too. And that's, that is if you're lucky. That's the good side of it. Some people will wake up today and by the time they get to tomorrow, they won't get to tomorrow. I mean, think about it. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that someone went to bed yesterday and today they woke up to tragedy, to a catastrophe in their life? And they're like, I can't believe it happened. I can't believe it. How could this happen? Guess what? It happens every day. And what's really ironic about it is we see it around us. I mean, we've seen severe storm. We've got another band of major storms going across the Midwest. And, and sure, there's going to be, there's, there's really the likely chance there's going to be some tragedy. And we're like, oh, my God. But we're so disconnected from it that somehow we just don't want to believe that that's going to happen to us. You know, you're sitting there in a restaurant and you watch some old couple and they're helping each other out the door and you're thinking, oh, my God, I don't want to I don't ever want that to happen to me. Oh, my God. Guess what? I don't want to burst your bubble. But somewhere or the other, everything that's happening to the world around you is going to happen to you, too. All those people you're looking at going, oh, wow, that's that sucks. Some form or the other, you're going to be right there. You don't have time to have a conversation with your dad or your mom. You're sitting there with your with your partner, your spouse, your wife or husband, and, and you, you're you sitting there submerged in your phone. You have an opportunity. They invite you. They say, hey, let's, let's do something. I don't want to do nothing. No, well, come on. Let's go. Let's go for a walk or something. Come on. I don't like walking, right? And the reason you're able to do that is because you believe you're going to live forever. But the truth is that and so many other aspects of our life, we just take for granted. We just we just accept the fact that we're going to be around. But I guarantee just like that guy that went to bed last night and didn't wake up this morning. That's where we're all headed. It will happen. Let's turn our focus to what you might want to do about it let's turn our focus to some things you might want to consider before you continue down that path of distraction that's keeping us from living our best life are you ready for this let's talk about it let's dig into this so i i know a little bit about this um this idea that we're going to live forever i'm 62 years old i look back and it's i mean i'm thinking crap it's almost over I mean, if I live another 15 years, I'm rolling. That's why I go to the gym every day because I think, oh, man, I don't want to be one of those guys who can't get up off the floor or can't get up off the chair or needs help doing just the basic of things. And and the truth is, I realize there's going to come a time when that will happen. I don't care how hard I work out or what I do. Time and age is just going to take its toll on me. Now, you Realize that's the same situation that you're in. You realize there will come a day when you wake up and you won't have the pretty skin that you have now and you won't be as agile or as attractive as you are now. 
And more than that, you're going to wake up one day and you're going to realize, wow, I'm running out of time. And granted, I, I do I, I do realize that there's not a lot you can do about some of that. I mean, I'm going to have wrinkles and my hair is going to gray as it already has. And But I do use cocoa butter, just so you know. I try and rub it on my eyes and try and keep my skin from looking like leather. But you really can't do much about some of it. You can't do, there's a lot, a lot you can do about the fact that you're 20 years older than you used to be. But when you think about it, there are a lot of things you can do something about. I'll never, I'll never forget. I, I have this image in my in my head, and I remember rushing home from work, and my dad would be sitting under the gazebo at our house, and he'd be drinking a cold beer because I had beer on tap. And my regret is that I remember rushing in and not having time for my dad. Just is so busy. Got I, you know, I just believed it would he would always be there. We'd always have time, or maybe I was just being selfish. But the the reality is, we didn't always have time and it ran out on us i don't have the opportunity to tell him how much i love him or to or to listen to his silly stories or some of his crazy ideas that i would shake my head at i was way too busy for that man what i would give to hear one of those stories again even no matter how silly it was no matter how busy i was i wish i'd have just been in the moment and i i wasn't what does this have to do with you Take a minute and ask yourself, how much time do you spend engaged in activities that don't amount to anything in your life? They don't improve your life. They don't make you feel loved. They don't accomplish anything at all. And in doing so, you forego the opportunity to spend time with people you love. You spend time to uh, having the opportunity to engage. I mean, just think about it. Next time you're in a family gathering, look at how many people are looking at their phone. Look at how many conversations are not being had. Here's a point for you, because love is the big thing, right? Here's, here's a question for you. How much time do you spend in the average day engaged in meaningful conversation with the person you share your life with? How much time do you spend just getting to know them, asking them how they feel, where they are in life, what their dreams are? I mean, look at your partner. You've been married for, what, 14, 16, 20, 30 years? What is your partner, what is that person's number one dream what does your partner dream of? What is do they want in life? What are they hoping for before they die? What thing would they love to do before they die? What thing would they want to have, the possession, whatever it is? What is that thing? I bet there's probably a good chance you don't know. And more than that, I bet there's a real good chance that you're not spending any time at all trying to help them get it. Am I wrong? I don't know. Let's talk about it before we run out of time. Let me start by asking this. What's your poison? What's that thing you do every day that you just do? It's not, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't actually take your life in any real significant direction. It's just, you know, it's just a time consumer because, you know, life's boring. I want to be entertained, right? And that's the, that's the big issue that we face. That's what we've been trained to do. We need to be entertained, And the problem is there are so many opportunities out there to be entertained that we don't have the ability to entertain ourselves. If you're wondering, well, you know, what's this? What does he keep showing up here every day? Why does he keep showing up here every day? You know why I keep showing up here every day? Because it's entertaining. This entertains me. I think to myself, (laughs) yeah, here they go. They're not going to like this one either. That's, That's okay. I'm having a blast with it, right? Imagine if you could 
still be entertained, but be entertained by things that actually add value to your life. I mean, think about it. Why, why wouldn't you want to engage your partner in a conversation that's funny? Hypothetically, what if, what, hey, what if, what if we decide to sell the house and go to move to Florida? Oh, man, that's crazy. Even if, even if it's never going to happen, right? I'm not even talking about, I'm talking about spending quality time with the people you love and engaged in activities that truly inspire you before you run out of time. Here's a little test for you. As you go through your day, the next couple days, take a look, take inventory of all of the things you do throughout your life that don't leave you feeling as good as you do when you've had a wonderful conversation with someone you love. When you've, when you've been fighting for something, you're trying to figure it out, you, you wish you could figure it out, and then all of a sudden, bam, you do. And there you are. You're on top of your world because you've been struggling to try and accomplish some task, and all of a sudden, it becomes a reality. That will give you a true understanding of just how much time we spend engaged in activities that have absolutely no benefit to us i guarantee i can i can look at facebook for 12 hours straight and when i get done my life is not one iota better let me take that a step further i can actually post crap on social media engage in conversations and then i can turn around and go back two minutes later and that post i don't know it's disappears into the abyss of information that they keep harvesting from us and i know i know this has some sort of a conspiracy kind of overtone to it well whether it's organic or it's planned the truth is there is a reason these corporations keep creating opportunities for us to be distracted they 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 want our attention and what's ironic about it is they're getting it 110 percent you know, when the pandemic hit, one of the psychological, one of the emotional or the mental illness issues that we had was people were struggling to, like, acclimate to the idea that they were only able to spend time with themselves or within a small group of people. And they're like, oh, my God. And, and when you really think about it, what does that say about us? What does that say about us when, as a society, spending time with our immediate family or by ourselves is almost unbearable to the point that we have mental illness because of it. And what's funny by the psychologist, the explanation the psychologists have is that it's that's you know it's because we're social. Really? No, it's because we we're not interesting enough to want to spend time with us. We don't know how to entertain ourselves and we're like sitting there twiddling our thumbs and then of course what do we do? What did most people do while they were locked down the pandemic we couldn't go and do anything well they waited around till someone came up with a great idea and then they jumped on board with it next thing you know everyone was buying rvs headed out into the mountains headed out to the lakes oh my god how'd that work out for you now the cool thing is we we will never actually run out of ideas opportunities to be entertained because it's all around us and in the meantime, we let our days tick by, our weeks tick by, our months tick by. I mean, let's face it, it's it's already Tuesday. It'll be next Tuesday before you actually have a chance to do anything. And most of the stuff you will do isn't because you're inspired or energized by it. It's because you have to do it. Comes with the package, right? If you want the stuff they told you to get, and of course, there's the argument, right? 
No, they didn't tell me to get this. I chose to live this life I'm living. Well, whatever, whatever. You tell your, do you tell your stories? I'll tell mine. But the reality is this. How much fun are you having doing it? I mean, you do realize it's going to end. You do realize that you will run out of time. I mean, I, I promise it will happen. Are you really going to look back and go, damn, if I had to do it all over again, I would do exactly the same thing. I wouldn't change anything about my life. That's really, that's the caveat defense for someone who has fully accepted a life they don't believe they can change. Accept it. Adapt to it. That's good. I don't mind. I only have like 20 years left and then I can hang out and start having fun. Man, that's a great plan. And guess what? Unless you change something, it will happen. Let's talk about some other ideas. Maybe some things you might consider doing. I know, I know, it's scary. Hang in there with me. You'll be glad you did. All right, so here's the deal. How many, how many, how many years do you have left? Let's start there. You got 10, 20, 30. I'm guessing I might have 15. I don't know. That might be a... I mean, life could throw me a curveball, or on the other side of that, life could say, hey, Chris, you know, we we really like what you're doing, so keep doing it. We're going to give you a few more years on your contract, right? How many years you have left? Go ahead and grab a hold of that number. What are you, 20, 30? Go ahead and grab a hold of that number. You can get that number in your head. Now, let me just throw a, a curveball at you. What happens if that number isn't real? What if that is a fallacy and the truth is you have five years left? Or let's just let's just trim her down because I guarantee there's someone who woke up this morning who has a year or less to live. I guarantee there's someone who didn't wake up this morning because they thought they had 30 years to live and they didn't. So let's say you have a year. How much of the stuff that you engage in now would automatically or suddenly become obsolete to you? How many things would you no longer even consider or value? I said it before, but the shining the shining moment in my life when I realized I was on the wrong path was when I'm out there mowing a lawn. No one eats. It's a, it's a crop no one eats, and I'm busting my ass, spending money and time valuing this thing, and, and I had to stop and say, you know, why is this important to me? And it's, the reality is it's because it was important to my dad. And it was important to my, my, my grandfather. And everyone around me seemed to think it's important. So I'm like, well, hell, I guess because everyone's doing it, I need to do it. I regret it because I wasted all kinds of time. I wasted a good portion of my life following an idea that doesn't fit doesn't do anything for me. That lawn didn't inspire me to the point that I want to go start a lawn business. There was no point of inspiration. It was just an act that I had become accustomed to doing, right? How much of that exists in our lives today? How many things do you do because it's, it's what you do? It doesn't have any logical connection to who you are or what you truly love or what inspires you or the kind of life you dream of living it's just kind of well yeah all right this is what i do and and i'm like you and and you're like me and yeah and, and i'm happy and you're happy what would happen if you added one thing to your day every day just one thing for the next three weeks or next month that you truly just you're just like wow i, I really want to do that i would really love to be engaged in that i want to really get involved in that and it's, it's not because you have to not because anyone else is doing it, but simply because, you know, because you want to be good at it or it inspires you. It adds energy to your life. It's kind of exciting. 
kind of entertaining. Imagine what your how much better each day would be if at the end of each day you could look back and go, you know, that sucked and that sucked and I didn't really enjoy this and this guy's a butthead, but oh yeah, that was cool. That was cool loading my fishing pole in the truck at five o'clock in the morning with my tackle box, having my wife and the kids meet me down at the river. We have a picnic lunch or dinner and hanging out, throwing rocks and fishing, even though we don't catch anything. Wow. Can you imagine how that would change the dynamic of your life? And what's cool about that is once you get in that zone where you, you get to the what if mode where you're like, oh, hell, this is cool. And your and your and your partner, the person you share your life with, and your kids are smiling, and they go home and they're like, "Wow, that was interesting." And of course, there's the other side of it too, because let's face it, you're living, on, you're right on the tracks. Your your train is running down the tracks. Has been running down the same tracks for probably five years, six years, ten years. Not too many big things going on. Maybe a vacation. What stops you from going ahead and stepping out of your box? And I'm not even talking about an amazing adventure like living in a, and traveling in an RV. I'm just talking about maybe taking your family fishing after work one evening or maybe taking them to the park and going playing frisbee or taking a walk with the person you love. I'm just something really simple. I don't want to shake the tree too much. You might fall out and hit your head on the ground. Man, what's stopping you? You want to know why you're not getting excited about something new? Because you can't feel the energy that comes from it. You don't have any benchmark, any point of reference for you to say, well, you know, that would be better than sitting at home drinking beer and surfing the internet all night, right? You just don't have any point of reference. When, and this applies to everything. Let's face it. I tell you, hey, let's get, get the poles loaded up in the car, and, and, you, and, and you need, then you go tell your partner, hey, listen, can we get a, like a picnic supper set up? I'll come home. We'll get loaded up. We'll haul butt to the lake and go hang out for the evening. Do you know why that, that doesn't actually happen? It's because it's like, ugh, what, more work? I mean, I've already worked all day. Ugh. I mean, that's, that's the reaction, right? The question is, why do we react that way to something that is actually probably better will bring our energy level up compared to what we do all day? Well, the truth is we don't have any benchmark or any point of experience to say, hey, that would be a good idea. That would be better than sitting in that recliner and surfing the Internet or doing what you do. That same cycle that you that you live your life every day it goes from point A to point B with no deviation. Starbucks, the drive to work. A day of grumbling and talking about co-workers, the drive home, got to stop by the liquor store. Oh, crap. Got to go by the grocery store, get home, supper, some Millie Mouse conversation with your partner. Maybe you look at the email and realize you got bills. You don't want to touch that right now. Sit down, grab a beer, grab a glass of wine, and then find your favorite distraction because it's easy. But before you jump off that cliff and you abandon any idea that I'm giving you, let me just remind you of something. How many things have you never done and then all of a sudden you you stepped out in it, you were a little scared, a little nervous, and all, all of a sudden you're like, holy crowd, that was cool. That was cool. And then all of a sudden it becomes sort of a part of your life, at least for a short period of time, where you talk about it and you, you share that story with your friends when you're drinking and hanging out. Testing the water is the only way you can find the energy to be enthused about things you want to do. 
You got to get a feeling for it. You got to create some sort of energy within yourself that says, you know what, sitting on the in my chair or surfing the internet is not as valuable to me at this point as the idea of going out and doing X, Y, and Z. I talk about the three steps to living your best life, three steps to accomplishing anything you want to accomplish. And I guarantee no matter what it is, those three steps will never change. Let me uh, go ahead and remind you one more time. If you want to wake up every day energized about your life, you follow these three steps and it will happen. Am I going to do it again? Am I going to repeat this again? Sure I am. Why not? That's the goal. It wouldn't be fair for me not to not to go ahead and give you the solution to the problem I'm seeing. And the problem I'm seeing is we don't have any real true appreciation of just how short life is. We are not capturing a hold of things that make our life better. And the reason we're not isn't because it's not possible. It's because we can't find any energy and motivation to actually get started in it. Yeah, go to the lake. It's too much work. I'd just rather sit here and drink beer and watch TV. But if you think about it, when you think about the big things that you have experienced in life, there'd be no problem. If I were to tell you, hey, listen, I'll tell you what, bro, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pay you a week's wages and all of that, but I'm going to pay for your vacation that you can't afford. And you're thinking, oh, man, I hope it's as great as the last vacation. You don't even have any hesitation on that because you know how good it feels to get out there and do that. And then all of a sudden, the value of where you're going exceeds anything you would be would have going on right now. You'd be like, well, no, no, I don't think I want to go on vacation because I'm really right into my zone on my TikTok right now. I, I wouldn't want to go to Hawaii. Screw that. Doesn't even compare. But when I make suggestions that those subtle changes in your in your life, the things like maybe doing something for your relationship by stepping up and saying, hey, listen, baby, I'll do the dishes. I'm going to be a kinder, gentler person to you. You really can't grab a hold of it, partly because you don't have any point of reference for how great your life becomes when you actually initiate that and engage in activity that that improves your life, that adds inspiration to your life. How do you create that out of thin air? How do you create that inspiration out of thin air for ideas or things that you haven't ever done? Well, I just think about what you would like to do. If you could imagine something that might improve some aspect of your day, what could it be? I mean, it could be anything. It could be a walk with your family. It could be a bike ride with your family. It could be a conversation every night with the person you love about dreams, about what if, asking those questions. Whatever that might be, it has to fit who you are. Something you used to do when you were younger, but you let time get away from you. You let stuff get in front of it. Pick it. Just pick anything. You, you can change. It's not like it's going to cost you anything. And then just kind of spend some time daydreaming because the story is where it's at. The story is really critical because if you don't have the story surrounding what's going to happen that you've never done before, how do you get excited about it? That's just some another thing I have to do. But you don't think of going on vacation as, well, just another thing I have to do. You don't think of snowboarding or a weekend camping, uh, fishing high mountain lakes as, you know, just another thing I have to do because you have point of reference on that. You understand how that feels and you, you would love to replicate that. You just don't have the time and resources. 
But that same principle applies to your smaller things in life, those smaller moments in life where you think about how much fun you had playing cards with your family around the table on a Saturday night, laughing and Uno and 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 Rummy and whatever. But but and in your mind initially, you're like, oh, I don't want to play cards. But then you just go ahead and step beyond it and you get into it. And before you know it, you're like, well, that was cool. I think we're going to do more of that. Let's let's have some fun, right? And it's not even about the card game. It's just about that interaction with the people you love. If you want to get excited about anything, you have to create a story around it. And once you create that story around it and you talk about it and you think about it and you share it with the people you love, guess what? Before long, you're, you're doing it. You're believing that it's going to be great. And then you do it. And that's the action part of it. You know how scared I was the first time I did a podcast? I remember marching in circles like Rain Man around the island in my RV telling my wife, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Oh, my God. And finally, she said, just just sit down and do it, right? And so that's what I did. And, of course, that's where I started building that story up in my mind about, oh, yeah, yeah, I can do this. And I mean, here, 471 podcasts later, I still haven't done it. But guess what? The story's getting better than ever right? I get one like on my podcast. I'm like, hell yeah, I am right there to a million followers. I'm right there to be in the number one podcast in the universe. Is it true? It doesn't have to be true. Just has to be good enough to inspire me to keep showing up, to keep taking action in the direction that I want to take my life. The idea that my podcast is going to be great, huh? Is it working? I don't know, 471 podcasts that obviously no one wants to listen to. (laughs) And guess what? Why do I keep going? Because it will happen. If you think you have time to waste doing what you do, and you don't have the energy or the, the justification for evaluating it, that's okay. Uh, Not everyone's ready for this. Not everyone is ready to actually face the truth in their own life about why they do the things they do. And more than that, the benefits of doing so, you know, I mean, and of course, the machine is really well, well tuned. I mean, that distraction machine that keeps us looking at everybody else and setting our standard based on what we see rather than who we are and what works for us. I'm doing this for me. I said it before. You can follow it, and I and I hope it'll help you. But if the world doesn't grab a hold of this, that doesn't change my life in any way. I'm not making any money on this. That wasn't my intention when I started. My intention was I worked in a federal prison, and I helped federal inmates for more than 23 and a half years try and figure out how to live a successful life, not based on the standards we've been given, but based on the standards that exist within us. I get out of... We're federal prison. I still have things to say. I still have things I want to do. I'm going to change the world. But more than that, I figured out how to live my best life. And this conversation with you, it's just me thinking out loud, me coming up with ideas, maybe inspiring you to take a new perspective of why you do what you do and the true benefits of that. I don't know. It's not hurting anyone. Certainly isn't hurting me, keeping me on the tracks. 
I have a great relationship because of it. I have, I live a wonderful life because of it. I live debt-free because of it. I have big things on the horizon because that's what life is. It's about living every moment. It's about embracing the people we love around us and realizing that it's going to end, like it or not, even for you, no matter where you are, someday it will happen. I really appreciate you tuning in. I'm asking for your help. I would love for you to share this, like this, even that. I I would just love for you to hear back. I mean, I'd love some feedback. It's like crickets around this thing, and it's because it's this this odd thing that no one is saying. We're not as happy as we could be. We're not waking up as inspired as we could be. We're not looking at our own lives in the circle of our influence uh, with the people we love, the people we have direct contact with, and embracing the value they truly hold in our lives. Because we've been taught that distraction is not only okay, it's essential. We've been taught that by looking out at the world and using that as the mirror for our own success, that we will become more successful. Question I'm going to ask you is, how do you feel? Right now, how does it feel to wake up being you, to wake up to the life you live every day? Let me just say, if you're rocking your world, if you're like, you're like hell, I can't imagine doing, any, doing it any better. My relationship's great. Financially, we are secure. I love what I do every day. Then turn this thing off and get on with your life. But if you wake up and you're like, oh, I wish today were already over. Why can't my kids, why can't my husband step up and understand I need help? I'm not in this alone. Then maybe this is your opportunity to grab a hold of it, to make it as good as you can before it's too late. Hey, listen, guys, I really appreciate it. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for showing up. More than that, thanks for considering it. Thanks for waking up every day, looking for a reason, looking for that what if moment where you can step out. That's where it starts. Um, I'm going to keep showing up. Don't forget to launch every choice, every action from a platform of kindness. I guarantee it'll make your life better. And more than that, it'll make the world better. Until next time, my name is Chris Hawkins, and this is Your Best Life Defined.